0: there is coach Marcy and today I'd like to talk to you about informational interviews so you may ask coach Marcy what is an informational interview and to sum it up for you really quickly an informational interview is where you actually interact with people that work for your dream organization you send them emails, or you may actually get the opportunity to speak to them to find out exactly what it is to work for the organization. So to do this, you would go to a website like LinkedIn, and you'd look for contacts in your network or you would look for the company's name on LinkedIn and look through their employees. And if you see any employees that are actually in the field you're interested in, you will click on their names and send them a direct message. Doing so will allow you to interact with them and introduce yourself. So the best thing that you can do is start with an elevator pitch and you start by saying, hi, my name is Marcy Williams and I'd love to talk to you about your position at X company. I'm currently in the same field. I really could use some advice from someone who's in this field in the organization. Did you have a moment to either chat with me or would you like to correspond via email? I just had a few questions. And then you go ahead and ask your questions. Now, some of those sample questions include, what's a typical day like in the job? What do you like most or least about working for the organization in your role? What are the related fields that I might want to look into so that I can break into this particular occupation? And is my resume appropriate for the career I'm trying to get into? A lot of times asking that question Helps you realize what you may have on your resume is not going to resonate with every single company, which is why you should have more than one resume that you utilize, as well as more than one cover letter, because we have the applicant tracking system that does pull the keywords out of your resume. And this is accomplished by ensuring you utilize your job description when you're actually writing out the resume. So going back to the informational interview, you will create that dialogue with that person. The best thing for you to do is to spend the first message going into your introduction of who you are and what you do and how you'd like to know more about the organization. If you get the response, that is where you prompt and ask the three questions. Asking more than three questions really turns off the person that you're inquiring with because they tend to not have time. So think of it this way. If you're a biochemical engineer, the likelihood of them checking their email and actually knowing exactly, you know, what to say back to you, when to say it, and things of that nature is very slim. So a biochemical engineer is not sitting around checking their email and having the opportunity to provide you those responses, but you may find someone who's their apprentice who would be able to assist you. So connect with that individual. Another good question is to ask what the career ladder is for that role. Now, a career ladder is that stage of progression where you come into the company entry level and at what point do they deem it appropriate to promote you or actually provide you with a new job title or a pay increase? A lot of us love what we do and are very passionate about it, and it is good to know when you can expect to actually receive a a pay increase or a promotion or if they have a clear career path for you. So you start off as biochemical engineer one, and then you go to level two, and then you go to level three. That is the way it usually works in most organizations, but I will definitely say that isn't always the way that it works. And there will be times that you don't have to actually go through those steps, but that's good for you to know. To learn more about a specific company and how they operate in terms of how they treat the people, you may want to ask, what's the corporate culture like here at this organization? How do you normally hire for this position? And what firms do you think are your toughest competitors? And how do they differ from how are they different from your company? So when you ask about firms that you think are the toughest competitors, here's the edge that you get. If they answer the question and tell you who they think their toughest competitors are, they've now given you a list of additional companies that you can do informational interviews on without you having to do all of the search work. And finding out how they differ from one company to the next can also give you a little insight as to which one you would really want to work for most. And then there's what else do you really feel you need to know? You want to start off making a good impression. So you, you 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 want to make sure that you talk to the correct person and that you understand that this person may provide referrals that could lead to a job. You want to limit your initial interview to three questions if it's in writing, 10 minutes if it's a conversation that you're having. And, and you want to ensure that you... Make the most of your time. So you may want to have your questions already jotted down if you're going to do an interview over the phone so that you don't steer off into different topics. End the interview by thanking them for their time and letting them know that you would follow up based on their recommendations to find out if there may be anything else that you have missed be sure to send a thank you note after your informational interview. These are the best ways to make sure you handle your informational interview the best way possible. So we talked about networking and we talked about understanding why we network. So we're going to take a brief moment to take a break. And when we return, we're going to talk about the importance of networking in your job search. Welcome back. So we started off talking about your informational interview, and now we're going to talk about networking and why we network. So, networking is what you do formally or informally when you introduce yourself to people who may have connections with resources or organizations you like to work for. When you meet those individuals, you want to make sure that you are explaining exactly what your career goals are and that you also keep a track of all of the people that you met and all of the people who may be able to help answer your job search questions start talking with them. And these contacts can be family, friends, neighbors, people you've located on LinkedIn, former classmates, teachers, professors, former business acquaintances as well. And you wanna be prepared to organize that list of people by creating a spreadsheet. I keep spreadsheets of people that I actually meet so that later on, if I have to go back and refer to it, it's easy to find their information. While some people may say, do not create a spreadsheet, it is the best thing you can do during your job search. Because if you set a tab that just discusses your contacts, and then you have a tab that discusses every job you've applied for, that is the perfect way to keep track of things. So when you're going through the interview process, what you want to make sure you're doing is remembering every organization so can you just imagine you applied to a job three weeks ago they give you a call you answer professionally but then you don't remember what job it was you applied for that is where the spreadsheet comes in if you're unsure or unable to refer to your spreadsheet the best thing you can do is not answer the call and let them leave a message and then return the call later after you've identified who they are and why they may have reached out. But I am a firm believer of making sure I have a spreadsheet. So we talked a little bit about contacting the potential employers. When someone in your network refers you to an employer, make direct contact, whether in person, by phone, or by email. I don't really recommend in person during a pandemic because the organization may be working remotely. When you do reach out to someone, be sure to mention your networking contact's name. When you tell someone you're going to call, please be sure to follow up. The one thing I really don't like is when someone says they're going to call and they don't. If they're difficult to reach, keep trying. It's your responsibility to connect with them. If you're doing it by email, here are a few tips. Avoid nicknames and unprofessional names as your email address. Your best bet is to give it your first and last name at your actual domain. So, Williams at Gmail. It should never be something that is inappropriate or unprofessional or something that's perceived as unprofessional. Keep your messages and emails short and to the point. Identify yourself in a professional manner when you introduce yourself. Make sure you share something of interest. Let them know right away why They might be interested in you. So you should share your skills and abilities as well as the years of experience that you have so that they understand why you would be an asset to the organization. Be very specific and ask for information or ask to schedule a meeting. Finish with your intent to follow up. Provide an alternate way for them to contact you. If you're emailing, you can say, I could also be reached by cell phone at, and you provide them your phone number and let them know the hours that you're available to speak. Lastly, please make sure that everything is properly spelled and all of your grammar and punctuation are correct. This is Coach Marcy. I want to thank you so much for listening today. And I hope my tips have been of help to you. If you know anyone who may be interested in free resume review, I can be found on Instagram as coach underscore Marcy W. So that's coach underscore M-A-R-C-Y-W, where they can send me a DM requesting a free resume interview. Lastly, I can be reached an email at coachmarcy at coachmarcy.net. Thank you so much for listening. And again, resume reviews are free of charge.